This is your Other Brothers Podcast. Other Brothers Podcast, we are a community navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity together. From the Jewel of the Blue Ridge of Asheville, North Carolina, this is Tom. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this episode, this series of a series. I'll talk more about this series in a second, but first, let's go and see who else is with us. Let's go across the state to the city of Oaks of Raleigh, North Carolina. It's our other brother, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Tom. Hey, everyone. Hello. It's so good to see you, brother. And joining us, this is a little bit of a switcheroo, a little bit of a different dance we're taking today from the frozen, not folksy tundra. It's our other brother, Will. What's up, Will? Hey, you know, we're kind of folksy up here. No, you're frozen. <laughs> you're frozen. The Minnesotans are folksy. The frozen tundra, by the way, Alberta, Canada representing you're representing an entire country i hope you are hope you've been aware of that this whole time you represent all canadians even though you aren't canadian yeah i was gonna say the sad thing about that is i'm not even canadian so i'll try to represent you guys i'll try to say sorry a whole bunch you're like sorry no sorry uh, (laughs) i don't know how they say it and sadly i don't have my tim hortons with me i uh there's a moose outside your window yeah we got it all actually yesterday no way a moose walked in front of my house and it was delightful. I wish I took a picture. Wow. It was just, yeah. It, when I first moved here, I spent like a year trying to find a moose and I couldn't find one. And when I stopped looking for mooses, uh, they they just show up all the mm. time now. So it's it's delightful. There's something poetic in that. When you stop looking for something, you'll find it or it'll find you or some combination of the two. Very poetic. Um, that's awesome. Ryan look, Ryan and Will, we were just talking before we started recording, first time that three of us have ever recorded together. We did the big, sh- mm-hmm. the 100 episode shindig with five of us, but for three of us together, I'm, I'm so eager over these next few episodes, we're going to be mixing and matching amongst the brothers on this show. And so it'll be fun to mix people around and just see what happens. <laughs> so I'm excited. We're talking about joy today, you guys. And as always, I've, I've invited the the brothers who come on this show to be one or the other, like be very joyful or be very sorrowful. So you have your pick of the two extremes today. I'm excited to see where we go. I, I call joy. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, joy. What, you, you know, I'm fine with sorrow, but what I have, what if I have like a joyful face and then it's just conflicting? Like, uh, mm, you do have a joyful face. Well, oh, you have thank like. You. You have a beautiful smile. Your hair is always very lively. Is lively a good adjective for your hair? I think that's a good adjective, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Not to say that you're not allowed to experience sorrow. You're allowed. We're having, yeah, we're having a episode on joy today. I was trying to think of a good like tagline for this episode. Like we're all on this episode, we were making a joyful noise. And when I thought about joyful noise, I was like, isn't that 
a movie or something. And then I did a Google search on Joyful Noise. Did you guys ever see the Queen Latifah Dolly Parton 2012 musical comedy movie Joyful Noise? <laughs> did either no. of you see that? <laughs> No, I saw commercials for it. Like, I mean, it's been a decade. I was, I can't believe it was 2012. And I remember seeing commercials for it saying, oh my gosh, I want to see that. And I never saw it. I, I feel, I feel like I should remember that because that seems like such a weird matchup. Like surely our listeners, listeners, if you've seen joyful noise, tell us your thought. Here's the, here's the um, synopsis from Wikipedia, not a sponsor of the show. Um, in this 2012 film, two strong-minded women are forced to cooperate when budget cuts threaten to shut down a small-town choir. And then it said, I don't know who determined this, the film received mixed reviews with praise for its songs and acting, but criticism of its script and tone. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Joyful noise. I'm curious if any of our listeners have partaken of that. I, I like to guess Rotten Tomatoes scores. I'm going to guess that's probably a 40%. Oh, let me look. And I'm guessing Rotten Tomatoes also is not live. a sponsor of this podcast. Oh, wait. What did you say? What did you say? I said 40. 32. Ooh. <laughs> I'm usually closer. 32. Okay, wait. It's a 32. What does this mean? 32 on the tomato mon- tomatometer and then 65% audience score. <laughs> What is, did I say that right? No, the, you, you, the tomato meter. <laughs> oh, is that how you say? <laughs> tomato meter, tomato meter, tomato, tomato, whatever. Tomatometer. <laughs> I was focused on the tom part of that as, as. Of course you does. are. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long day, you guys. We're recording at the end of a long day, okay? I'm sorry. I'm going to be going to bed after this episode. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> joyful noise. <laughs> Not sure what that has to do with this episode. We're just making a joyful noise. That's what my thought was for this episode. We're making a joyful noise here today. So here we go. Um, we are, if you aren't aware, if y'all are just bopping in for the first time on Your Other Brothers podcast, we're in the middle. We're about halfway through this seven values series one value number three of your other brothers we've already talked about hope and humility um and today we're talking about joy our third value our third infinity stone until we fill up the gauntlet um we're getting close we're getting close we're like we've got the the index finger covered now we got to start whapping around the rest of the hand so we're almost Almost there. Before we talk about joy, you know, we did a little hope recap in the last episode for the two guys that weren't on the hope episode. And we got some Yabber feedback in that episode, which was amazing. Like we spent the first 15, 20 minutes talking about hope. I don't expect we would talk about humility because we we have no post humility episode feedback from the Yabbers. But when I was editing the episode, Will Cooper, I was very affirmed at the very beginning when I read the description for humility that's on our website and how you drew a parallel from that to something that I can't pronounce a name of a, of a catechism or a thingy majabber that. Oh, the Heidelberg catechism. There we go. I was like, wow, I feel so smart. And so, cause I have not, I have absolutely not read that. And so it was very fun to just draw that parallel from our webs, our, our humble website to um, to a catechism. That's that was fun. Well, and I remember asking in that episode if anybody like listening 
to that episode if they knew of the Heidelberg or the Westminster to let us know. And I'm guessing that's not the case since they didn't let us know. Did you get any emails? Did your inbox get inundated with listener emails reaching out about that? Am I supposed to check my inbox? (laughs) You are. You have to check your inbox every day. (laughs) I never do it and Tom hasn't fired me yet. <laughs> Y'all check your emails. Our listeners, if you want to send an email to Ryan, Ryan at yourotherbrothers.com. And if you want to send an email to Will, Will at yourotherbrothers.com, please send them an email. Maybe they'll see it a week from now. Should, should from I now. check how many unread emails I have in my inbox? Uh, I don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> If y'all want to know, if y'all want to email me, Tom at yourotherbrothers.com, I will I will read it and respond within a week. That's always my goal with the emails, but um, sometimes I'm good with that, sometimes I'm not. But but yeah, it's uh, we got emails, and you guys can check out our website for all of our our contributors' emails. Hopefully, they they keep up with it. Um, yeah, here we go. We're talking about joy today. Let's just start rolling into the the sponsor of this episode uh this episode on joy it's sponsored by chalices chalices you know all of our sponsors for these series are sponsored or they're influenced by the artwork of wesley ayers artofatlas.com you guys can check out his website you can check out our values page otherbrothers.com slash values um our symbol for joy is an overflowing cup is an overflowing chalice with wine drip i mean it's wine. We'll just call it wine. It's fine. We can we can have alcohol on our website. I think I think we're okay. Well, I was gonna say whiskey, so <laughs> mm. I don't think it's whiskey. But... <laughs> wine is probably whiskey. more appropriate. Yeah. Do you put do you put whiskey in a chalice? No. Will would. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Will would put it in any goblet. So chalice is trying to make a comeback, huh? Or perhaps it's a shumback. I don't know. That's, that sounds that sounds like a word I shouldn't say on a microphone. <laughs> he said it. He said it. I told Will and Ryan we were joking earlier about keeping language to a minimum. I gotta watch these two boys. <laughs> I gotta keep the mute button ready, or not the mute button, the bleep button at the ready. Well, we're doing good so far. You guys are doing great. You, you know, one of my favorite theologians, Martin Luther, he he cussed a whole lot. So I'll just Did take he? inspiration from him. Or was he just speaking German? <laughs> It's probably the same thing. <laughs> it just sounded very biting and harsh. Yeah. And so there you go. Um, but Chalice is sponsoring this episode. Not sponsored by my sister's childhood friend, Chalice. <laughs> I had that random thought earlier. Really? <laughs> my sister my sister had a friend growing up, Chalice. Like, Shout out like to Chalice. Sharon. I'm sure she's great. <laughs> like Sharon, but, yeah, but Alice. Chalice on the back exactly chalice i don't know how it was spelled if it was spelled like the goblet or if it was spelled in another way but um but that's that is the sponsor for this show um and i just i love i love that image of a cup not just three-fourths of the way filled but the fact that it's to the brim and it's overflowing and that's a symbol of this joy that we have in the lord and we're going to talk about our joy um, our joy as believers, as jo- our joy as men, our joy as um, gay and same-sex attracted men. We're going to talk about um, the side B journey that we're living, that, that we're on, um, and where in the world does the joy come from? Let me read about joy on our website, and Will Cooper, let me know if this harkens back to another catechism. <laughs> I don't think I, I, I would be shocked if you are if it if it gives you 
flashbacks to another catechism. I would be in shock. Um, Tom would be shook. But let's let's read our, our joy, and then we'll talk about our scripture. Um, so our joy summary goes like this: We, your other brothers, confidently proclaim our joy in the Lord. We praise God for every good thing He's given us, in spite of our struggles, and often because of them including this very community with whom we gratefully journey alongside. Um, and Psalm 1611 is our scripture for joy. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And, you know, our journey with the values, I've mentioned this, you know, this is a fun exploration as we go through these seven episodes of kind of giving a little you know, we had our 100th episode celebration, and I think this is cool that we're doing a little time capsule now, like little history timeline of your other brothers. Um, because what's interesting about the joy value is that joy was lacking. Joy was missing at the start. There was no joy at the beginning of your other brothers. We had we started with five values. Hope and humility were two of those five. Um, there was no joy. When we went to seven values a few years ago, um, I want to toss it to Ryan first because Ryan, I don't know if you remember this or if you're fully aware of this, but joy is from you. Like you contributed joy. When we expanded from five values to seven values, we were talking to a bunch of the guys trying to just like put other values out there because I thought we weren't quite hitting all the things that we're all about, things that represent us, the values that represent us. And and Ryan, I, I distinctly remember you contributing this or offering up this suggestion for joy. And so I wanted to give it to you, if you don't mind, and tell us why did you suggest joy as a value for your other brothers? I um, do not remember that. So uh, I'm glad you did, Tom. But <laughs> I think that I can can sort of put myself in the same mindset as, as that moment of time. And I guess what I'm thinking about is so many spaces that I had been a part of that talked about um, homosexuality and same-sex attraction, or even sexuality as a follower of Jesus, sort of neglected to consider how we can find joy in, in those places in our lives. And uh, so often, my sexuality, I felt like I had to bring it into the communities I was a part of with this attitude of sort of grieving or confession or burden that there, there, if, if I could, could choose to have it any other way, I really ought to. Um, and, um, and there, there just wasn't really a, a place for joy in the way we talked about it in those places. And I thought, you know, I would love for your other brothers to be, a place where we explicitly like look for the joy and look for ways to bring joy into our community, to recognize joy in our community, to cultivate joy in our community in the midst of our experience of sexuality and following Jesus and being men. Yeah, that's so well said. I think you said something to that effect a few years ago when you suggested it, <laughs> something exactly like that. It's also great marketing, you know, like who doesn't want to be joyful? <laughs> That's right. Joyful noise. Let's make a joyful noise, y'all. Um, which this is such a blind spot for me. I'm so glad, I'm so glad your other brothers is not completely full of fours because um, that's kind of a hallmark thing about the, the four is that maybe they're not a particularly joyful uh, personality. They're, they see maybe more of the darker side of life, more of a melancholic disposition. 
Um, we had a plenty, plenty boatload of fours in this group. That's for sure. But um, that's like, I think joy to me was such an evident um, awareness. And I'm so grateful for that, that, that we like, yeah, we have our, our difficulties and we have our struggles and we have the things that are heavy and hard. And, and that's, that's a big, we're going to talk about vulnerability in our next episode. That's a big part of that. But, um, but man, the flip side, I mean, there is so much joy and it's such an obvious value that I can't believe I didn't see. Like when we first had our, our first original five values, but like when we expanded to seven, like that to me was such an obvious one when you said it. And when you pitched your, your reasoning for it back then, Ryan, I was like, of course, of course, joy is a value that we have because I mean, we're going to talk about it in, in uh, a big way here at the start of this discussion about where do you see joy in your other brothers? But it's just so obvious to me. Um, Will, what do you what do you have to say about joy? Because I think I, what I wanted to do, I didn't consult Queen Miriam on this one. Sadly, uh, I haven't consulted her in a while. Um, but joy and happiness. You know, you're a pastor. Do you do you like dis- differentiating between joy and happiness, or is that kind of a tiresome? Uh, that's like I feel like that's like a a Christian like uh, thing of of saying like you're not always going to be happy, but you always have joy <laughs> or something like that. Tell us about joy. Well, it's I I get I have difficulty making the distinction because like I hear that quite often and I get really annoyed because my memory could be hazy, but I think uh uh Miss uh, Miriam Webster uh defines like uh joy as like a continual happiness. So it's like even happiness is in that definition. Now I could be totally wrong there, but it's And maybe that's a little bit closer. Like joy does seem to be something that's a a little bit like further away from our like day-to-day events. Like it's like something that kind of transcends what we're going through on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But I I always have difficulty um, making those distinctions. And I hear pastors make them all the time. And uh yeah, I, I'm just unsure. I haven't come to a conclusion on that yet. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I remember we were having, I think it was a book club. It was either this month's book or last month's book or something. And Matt, um, oh, I can't say Matt's. We have like 10 white Matt's in our community. So it, I'm not really pinpointing this on any. There's a Matt who said this. <laughs> But he was because there was something about joy and happiness in the book we were reading. I don't even remember what book it was. It was like, again, a couple months ago, I think. But but he was like, I don't I don't get it. Like they always have just felt the same to me. Like maybe joy is just like a brighter happiness or or, or more extreme form of happiness or something. But but I know when I was growing up, this was just again, I had the trifecta of Christian home, Christian school and church and Sunday school of just like constantly hearing that you know, happiness comes and goes. One day you might be happy, one day you might be sad, but joy, our joy in the Lord is eternal. And and there is truth to that. I mean, it, it's like putting a Band-Aid on like life's problems and being like, don't be sad, be joyful. Or, you know, so that there's kind of a negative connotation when you look at it that way. But um, but on the flip side, I, I think that's a really critical part of our community is looking for the joy, as Ryan, you so well put it. Um, because there's so much of it when you're looking for it, um, like when you refuse to look for it, you won't find it. But when you look for it, I feel like it's everywhere in our community. And I don't think that's just me. I think a lot of guys in our community would, would say that. Um, Ryan, you've been to, you're one of the few of the proud, one of the only ones who have been to every single Yab retreat that we've had at camps. And Will, you've been to our virtual retreats. Um, uh, I know those are, those are sources of joy, um, that, that 
that come to mind immediately. I was curious. I wanted to like go around and talk to you guys and just say, where do you see the joy um, in your other brothers? Because I wanted to talk about Yab as we, as it relates to this value and then dive into each of our individual lives as we approach joy in our, our faith and our sexuality. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd go to Ryan first, maybe since you've been to four count them, camp retreats along with myself and a couple others. Um, I mean, you don't have to talk about retreats. Maybe you think about other things when joy comes to mind, but like, I'm curious. Yeah. What, uh, what comes to mind? Like when you see joy in your other brothers? Yeah. I think the retreats are a big kind of shiny example of the joy in our community. We get to see the joy in each other firsthand, uh, in person. And I think that those are some of the most joyful times just, just because we're all together. Um, I think that like, I think, I think fun and joy are really closely tied together. Um, and I think that we have fun together, right? Um, we have fun together in person, but also in our, in our digital community. There's, there's a lot of fun that happens on discord. Um, there's a lot of fun that happens at the digital retreats and, um, and I think that, right, I, I, I would be interested in kind of like eventually teasing out like what, what, what is that relationship between fun and joy? But, but I think that I, I see that connection there. Um, and I think that it's not just a joy and a fun in spite of our struggles. You know, I think that there is, there's a joy and a fun that we have in, like I was saying earlier, that we have in our sexuality, where I find this sort of, I find I find this sort of joy in having having the attractions that I do and, and noticing people the way I do, and I should try to flesh this out a little bit more um, as I'm talking. I think that you know, the correct, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but for anyone just joining us, um, the drum I'm always beating is the correct response to beauty in nature is worship, um, and joy. Right. And so when I see, when I see a beautiful, attractive man that can lead my heart to that worship and to that joy, where I take joy in the beauty of creation that God has created, and I can take joy in God himself through that. And, um, and I think that in our community, we sort of, um, we point each other towards that. And then we also, there, there's just like, um, there's just a, you know, a, a, a lightness to our beings where God didn't create us as completely serious creatures, you know, like, um, there's something just funny about being human. There's just something kind of funny about, having a sexuality and being attracted to people and being able to like laugh at that um, brings us a lot of joy too. Yeah, Ryan beating that drum again. I love it. I love it when you beat your drum of the things that we should pay attention to. I just love that. Yeah, you've mentioned that a couple times of on this show and just in person, just like being able to redirect, redirect what could be lust or what could be something sinister and dark and tormenting, you know, and just to redirect it in a, in a sense of worship and praise and joy. And I know for the retreats, just sticking with the re retreats for a second, um, I distinctly remember when we did an affirmation circle at the end of last year's or two, this would be two years ago retreat now. Um, 
and we were asking the group like where have you seen joy this weekend and and one of our brothers he he mentioned the fact that he just loved how you know during downtime we would all be spread out in different parts of the camp so you might have some the volleyball bros they're playing volleyball and it's so intense and so hardcore and then you have the board game bros you know doing charades and things over there and then you have you know people just sitting on t- picnic tables and talking and and other the worship gang like the the super hipster guitar people, like they're all doing their thing over there. And like, you would just hear all of those sounds wherever you are, if you just stopped and listened and you heard all of those sounds of all the people interacting in their little circles and different parts of camp. And then you'd hear like bellowing laughter as well, like cascading through the trees and down the hills. And you would be able to hear just like all of the camaraderie that's happening, all of this like beautiful, it's just like, when you stop to think about it, it's like, how is this happening? Like, how are we all physically here right now? joined by this internet community, this thing on the internet that some way, somehow all of us found um, and some of us had to start it and then other people found it and 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 then flew hundreds, if not thousands of miles to, to get there for this weekend. I mean, there is so much joy in that, in just the sounds of the retreat of hearing hearing all of that. And that, that to me is such a, um, if I have the visual of the overflowing cup of our like, of our stories and our experiences, um, the other thing that comes to mind with joy is just the the sound bite of those retreats, and and it happens at every retreat too. Of just like if you're listening for it, you'll you'll hear joy happening constantly throughout the weekend, and it's just it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. Well, Cooper, you really need to come one time. <laughs> this is this is just uh, an intervention to get Will to come to a retreat. <laughs> I I know I say this every year, but I'm hoping this All right. year. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, what about you, Will Cooper? Where have you seen the joy? Where have you seen the joy in your other brothers? So yeah, with I'll relate it to the the virtual retreats, uh, the conversations that that we've had, uh, especially in our tribes for the virtual retreats, uh, have been joyful experiences for me. And I think the reason why is um, like I know you're talking about vulnerability next time, but I think vulnerability actually plays within joy. If you feel comfortable and safe being vulnerable and and not just that if people like get like if others get excited or uh um enjoy your vulnerabilities like th- that they're not like something to be ashamed of but like uh it's something that's uh, uh even life giving to to others i think that produces uh, a decent amount of joy so like for the um the ssa gay uh side b christian the uh we always have to like be guarded we always have to like uh be careful how we present ourselves or what we say even like the language we use like i'm like do i say ssa or gay i have no idea and it drives me crazy i know i saw you like slowly like making sure you said every label i think you missed three or four labels in that sentence but it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like hopefully hopefully there's a listener out there who uh who isn't offended by the lack of label that you did not give them. But I hear what you're saying. So you're saying then the vulnerability piece of just like being able to let loose a little and just be comfortable and be um, to be safe with people and that then can produce a comfort and a joy. Yeah, like I, I think being able to like relax around people produces a sense of joy. Um, and so like because um, being guarded is stressful. And so it's uh, being able to take away those guards, I think, is pretty essential. 
That's so great. And I love, I mean, I didn't tell you to do this, but I love the connections to our other values because they really do all feed into each other. Like hope and humility, there was a strong relationship there that we touched on. And and I love that we're just like connecting them right along, joy into, into vulnerability. Because you're so right. I didn't think about that as I was thinking about today's conversation and this value, but but you're so right. Like there's when the comfortability, when the safety is there and a comfortability can happen, like it's just like checking boxes that then open up the the flower so that it can bloom even more. And there's just so much, so much joy that happens um, in our community, whether it's a camp retreat, whether it's a virtual retreat. Our Zoom calls are so fun. I look forward to our Zoom calls all the time. They're always like very substantive discussions, but then I'm dying laughing at least once or twice on every one of these calls. Like, and that's not an exaggeration. I just, these guys are funny. We have a funny group. <laughs> They're so funny. The ability to make gay jokes is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's something I was definitely thinking of. And um, on the topic of the calls, I remember maybe the first, my first year in Yob, getting on the early calls before zoom we were on like google video or something or whatever uh whatever <laughs> google iteration. hangouts yeah google hangouts yeah um and i just remember like the call would end at like 10 p.m but i wouldn't be able to fall asleep until midnight just because it was like such a such a a, a joyful experience that you know i couldn't uh I couldn't, it, it took a while to land the plane, you know, as, as the Matt we mentioned earlier would say. Shout out to the, the white Matt, <laughs> if he's out there. That's as, that's as much detail as we are. can give. <laughs> oh, I bet, I hope he feels honored that we're giving him a shout out without, without outing him or telling where he lives or anything like that. Um, we love our Matts in our community. We got so many of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it just keeps going from Zoom calls to Discord. We have a Discord server where a lot of discussions can, serious discussions, but a, a channel where we can just be silly and talk about what's happening and uh, in pop culture or or the latest jokes, latest memes that are out there or TikToks or whatever. And it's just been a fun, um, it's been a fun journey. I mean, again, I think this is, this, this harkens back to uh, a therapy session that I had last year. I, re I will remember, this is one of the few therapy sessions I will like, always remember you know some of them just roll together and who knows what we talked about on that on this day or that day but but i remember one therapy session where i was particularly struggling with something and my therapist just asked me tom what are you doing for fun right now and i was at the time so annoyed at him because i was like that is the most frivolous pointless question because that has nothing to do with my pain and my sorrow and my struggles like what am i doing for fun what does that have to do with anything that's such a silly question I, I love that that happened to you, Tom. <laughs> you love that for me. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, look in the mirror again, my dark, fourful heart. I just had to be like, you know, what am I doing for fun? Um, because that's so important. I think it's so easy in this side B, SSA, gay, queer, um, side Y, whatever, whatever label that I'm missing. Um, this community, it's so easy to get like bogged down in the struggles. And, and again, vulnerability, we talk about struggles. We talk about hard, difficult things. That is, that is one of the hallmarks of our community for sure. Um, if you let that dominate you, if you let that dominate a web space, if you certainly let that dominate your life, um, it's, it's not going to take you very far. And I think this joy, this joy piece is so obvious and so great that it exists. Um, I'm so glad we've put language to it, that we've named it, that it's on our website, um, and that 
that I think I, I get the sense that people in our community would be able to echo echo that same sentiment to the point that at this year's retreat we had two joy tribes. We couldn't handle just one joy tribe. We had to have two joy tribes because there was too much joy, too much joy to be had. So, um, so I don't know. It's just a snapshot of this community, and it's just again the piece that I'm just so gl- grateful for is like how did this happen? I, you know. I might take a little credit for buying a website six, seven, eight years ago, but then like all the pieces coming together and like, where the heck did Ryan come from? Where did Will Cooper come from? Where did all of these other brothers come from? These hundreds of guys now over the years, like it's, it's the Lord's doing. And it's just been so cool to see, like, it's awesome to just like play your part and then just see other people play their part and to see how this thing, this little Lego castle gets built. And, and then to just like, bask in that and enjoy it and it's not always easy it, there are plenty of difficult times but um but that's just, i think that's just what's been so joyful for me is just seeing god take nothing and form something and we're we're all doing it together in collaboration with one another creating this community and um i'm just so grateful i'm so grateful for everyone listening for playing whatever part you've played in building in building your other brothers and creating the joyful place that it is because it is I mean, it's so life-giving for me. I'll just speak for myself, but I, I hope that that's true for other people too, that this gives you some sort of a conduit for, yeah, for gay jokes or for silliness or for fun or for, um, yeah, whatever whatever other subcategory of joy there is. And ultimately, a worship of the Lord. I guess we should maybe put on our, our Christian clothes, our Christian... <laughs> <laughs> something that i love about our community this joy because we have joy with one another but we we really do have a joy in the lord um we have worship times together at these retreats which i don't know there's something special there's just there's hard it's hard to put words to it there's something special about singing songs with other men who all are coming from very similar places not exactly the same but very similar vantage points similar struggles similar difficulties similar childhoods similar proclivities and just to be able to stand alongside them you know a dozen people in this row a dozen people in that row um and to direct our praise to the lord i mean i love i love worship in general like i feel like i that's one of my favorite parts of just going to church is just singing i love singing singing is fun singing is great um, but there's a different kind of singing that happens. And I, I know others would agree that that happens at these retreats and that happens with our community. Um, cause a, we sound really good. Like our acoustics, we've had some like amazing acoustics in different buildings and places or even just if we're outside singing, but like, um, but we sound really good. So there's that I have to give props to our singers, our singers in this community. Um, but then B just like the heart behind the songs, um, you know, I've recorded worship for our, our retreats these last few years, and I love every once in a while just playing playing those songs back that we sung together once upon a once upon a year, and um, to just be reminded of that joy, and again in an audible sense because it's just so it's so palpable. I, I love it, and we've done re- worship at, at the virtual retreat too. Will you've gotten to experience that a little bit with guys? They're so cute. They submit their little YouTube videos, and we put a little Disney like little follow the bouncing ball, like uh, lyrics on the bottom of the video. It's so fun. Like, I just love, I love our musical boys. Is that like worship karaoke? Is that, yeah. is that how we think about it? <laughs> That's what church is, right? It's worship karaoke. Um, that's never occurred to me before. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> worship karaoke. Yeah. It's just not one person on the stage. Well, there's the worship leader, but he's got a lot of help. He's got, he's helped. He's got help. Um, 
And so that that is an aspect of it. We also do prayer in our community. We have these monthly prayer gatherings with our community, um, which again, like we we get serious and we bow our heads and close our eyes and we pray for the community. But there's a lot of joy that comes to that comes with seeing the same people month after month. We do these monthly prayer calls in our community and um, to see other guys take it seriously. I mean, that's I wrote a blog actually about about prayer at the retreat and how that's always like one of, if not my favorite parts of the retreat is waking up at like 5.30 in the morning and and having prayer at 6.15 in the in the lodge or something and just being able to to see other people wanting to do that too, wanting to wake up before the sun does and get together to pray. And and I love that for the last couple of years. That wasn't that wasn't there at the beginning. We didn't pray as a community when we first started. And to see that happen over the years and to see that other people care about prayer. Um and and whether we're you know, we pray before every podcast episode that we record. Um, we pray at the retreat. We pray for the community on a monthly basis. Like um, the fact that there's prayer happening in Yab. Um, even a group, I'm going to shout out a group of our Yabbers. They do these like weekly prayer calls. They post links on our Discord and they took it upon themselves to just start a prayer call on a weekly basis. So shout out to you guys for for starting that and just like do, having some organized prayer um, beyond what I'm capable of organizing because I can't organize all the things. But um, but I love that. I love that we're a community that prays and there's so much joy in that. One one of the things I always uh, enjoy helping out with is for the virtual retreat. I like to help plan the the prayer times for that. And I uh, I get a little geeky for that because I always uh, dig into like the, the Book of Common Prayer and uh, uh, arrange like uh, a more liturgical prayer meetings for everybody, which... Uh, uh, everybody's always pushed a little bit out of their comfort zone for that because uh, not everybody's liturgical in our community. But it's uh, oh, I just I love the uh, the prayer times at the virtual retreat. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because there are a lot of evangelical, non-denominational guys in our community, and then we have liturgical folks as well from liturgical traditions and. Um, and you know that's something I, I'm trying to think. Like we never, I don't think we've ever done something like that at a camp retreat. Again, this is this is another call for Will Cooper to come to the camp retreat and maybe bring some of that energy to a camp retreat environment. I think that would be awesome. So, which version of the Book of Common Prayer do you want me to bring? I could bring the 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 1561 version. Would that be helpful? Or... Is there is there a message translation? <laughs> I'll I'll make I'll make my own version. I think you have the spiritual authority at this point to do that with swearing. (laughs) And now for the three p.m. liturgy with seven f words. No, (laughs) we couldn't even. But see, look at us. We're laughing. We're having joyful moments right now. I think it's joy, or is it happiness? I'm not sure. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Um, let's switch. Let's switch gears. We've 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 basked in the joy of our community. Enough. Enough joy. Um, I want to sh- switch gears to Ryan, Will, and Tom about our our individual journeys, and and inevitably, Yab has intersected our individual journeys, right? So you can't really separate them at this point. It's intertwined with who you are. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Will. Yab is a part of you. Um, but at, to whatever end that you want to separate them or or intertwine them, if it makes more sense to do that, I I would love to experience or would love to um, to yeah draw out this joy in your life. Like, what gives you joy, Ryan? What gives you joy, Will, on a daily basis today? Um, or if you want to look back on your life, maybe in a life before Yab or a life before Revoice, a life before more side B spaces were popping up online um, years ago, like. Um, yeah, even even in those moments, where was joy? Where was joy hard to come by? 
Um, I would love to just kind of get a little, a little time capsule, a little snapshot of the joy in your guys's life. How, how has, how has joy been in your life or where has it been a struggle in your life? I was really looking forward to being on this podcast, uh, not because I have joy all figured out, but because I have kind of, I feel like I have kind of a complicated relationship with joy where I've definitely been through, um, I think we all probably have a really complicated relationship with joy, but I've been through periods of like, um, depression. Um, I've, I've been on and off medication for depression. Um, I feel like I look back on my life and joy is more the exception than the rule, um, in terms of like kind of bit the big picture, how I'm feeling in life. Um, for any given sort of like week or season or whatever. Um, I think, yeah. And, and so I am, I'm also a little unsure about, about kind of the way that my, my church upbringing talked about joy, like, like you guys have been talking about, like kind of this, sort of hair splitting the difference between happiness and joy. Are we overthinking that? Is that helpful? Stuff like that. Is it, um, sometimes I feel like that the, the way we spiritualize joy, not that it's not spiritual because I think it is but the way we talk about joy as this sort of spiritualized virtue sometimes makes me feel like when I don't have joy, I'm failing at, at being a Christian, failing at following Jesus. Um, I, yeah, I just have like complicated thoughts and feelings about all that. Um, I have also found that, um, like I, I, well, well, I think my joy, the way, the way I find joy in life, um, really has a lot to do with other people, the people that I'm close to for any given part of my life. I think when I'm at my least joyful, I am the farthest from people. When I'm at my most joyful, I'm the closest to people. And um, and I think that that's, it's a little more complicated than just like, oh, if I'm not feeling joyful, let me just get closer to some people and that'll fix it. I think it's, you know, it's uh, it, it's a more complicated sort of like correlation than that, but but I think that like we are designed to find our joy in and with other people. Um, but, and I also feel like this, I'm just sort of spilling all my thoughts here um, in no particular order. I'm sorry. Um, but, but I also feel like finding joy becoming joyful is a little like falling in love. Like you, some, sometimes you can't really control it. Like it's something that happens to you, whether you like it or not. Um, and, uh, and, and it's some, so maybe sometimes it feels like something you can cultivate. Sometimes it just feels like I can't find joy and it's not really something I can do anything about. Um, so any, anyone out there, you know, I've, I've said some very like sanguine things about joy earlier in this podcast, but I mean, for anyone out there who's listening and just really struggling to find joy, just know that like, it's complicated. Um, sometimes you look and, and it's not there to be found. I think that's what my experience at least. 
Um, I, I have some like Bible verses I would enjoy talking about, but I've been talking for a little bit, so um, I will cede the floor. The floor has been ceded. We definitely want to get some Bible verses. Yeah, let's let's do that on our next go to Ryan. We're gonna get some scripture. As you're talking about like the the line about joy can be hard to find. You know, I just I just exited a season of carlessness um, for about a year and a half. I was without a car and. There were a lot of reasons why, you know, I got in an accident and so my car got totaled and I could have, I could have bought another one. There were times where I thought I might, um, you know, I'm not going to go into Tom's finances right now, but, um, but I think what I, I ultimately was, was feeling and what I felt the Lord leading me into for a season, and I didn't think it would last a year and a half, but, but I knew for at least a few months, I wanted to just kind of, um, I don't know, just like rediscover simplicity again. Like I lived in a good part of town where I could walk to get groceries or I could walk to coffee shops to work or I could, you know, ask friends, Lord forbid, let I ask a friend to take me to church or take me to this place, you know, and and just kind of like get better at asking for help and, um, you know, not mooching off people, but just asking for genuine help, knowing that people wanted to help me and be there to help me. And um, and there were moments like legitimately walking through my neighborhood. I'm just picking this out as an example where where I would notice like someone's garden. I would notice someone's mailbox. I would notice someone's stairwell. Um, at about so many beautiful houses in the neighborhood where I lived. And I would just notice the beauty um, that if I was in a car, there's no way if I was driving through that I wouldn't just stop and like look at it. Um, or there's be like these beautiful flowers. This is a, a moment of like literally stopping to smell the flowers of of like noticing flowers along a stone wall, you know, and walking by them and smelling them and seeing them and just like being very present. And I know as someone who gets stuck in my head and stuck in my emotions all the time, which is just my natural proclivity, like having those bodily moments where I'm like interacting with the real world, I think has been such a source of joy in my life that, um, Spoiler alert, I got a car. So I have a car now, which has brought a lot of joy. But but I was honestly, there was like a, a moment of sadness in that where I was like, I don't want to go back to the person I was previously and just be totally like deaf and mute and numb to the world around me um, and to not notice the beautiful things and to not like, I don't know, just like have an appreciation there for, for being alive and for noticing things and having my senses that a lot of people don't have, you know, it's just, it's something that uh, really did. It, it forced me, cause that's not to say for a year and a half that life was amazing. Cause there was so much that was difficult in that, um, not related to reasons of being without a car, although that was part of it. But, um, but that's like something that I encourage anyone listening. Like if you're, if you're an emotional person, if you're an overthinker, um, if you constantly feel like you're internalizing everything, like finding those external outlets um, for appreciation and for joy and beauty, like those are, those are, um, those have been really pivotal for me and looking for the joy. Cause there, again, it's there. Um, and sometimes we can stick our head in the sand and we don't want to see it. And, and that's, there are times in life for that, that feels like the much easier thing to do. But, um, but those moments of reaching out are great. And I know in our community, especially, um, you know, it's just, there's a lot of joy to be found here. And I'm grateful for the other guys when I'm not feeling it as, as much on certain days, there are other guys who can, um, remind me of my joy. And that's, that's another external source of joy that we have. What about you, Will Cooper? What's your relationship with joy over the years? Yeah, I guess, I guess for me, like there's, yeah, there's of course like multiple things I relate to, to joy, but like, I actually always go back to books, um, like, uh, a reading, especially, uh, um, 
uh, fantasy books, uh, and actually most specifically the Chronicles of Narnia has always been like a source of joy for me. And probably for that one is my first encounter with the, the Chronicles of Narnia. I was in grade six. My grandma gave me those books like about six months before she passed. And the and so there is that sort of uh, despairing situation that was mixed in. And then I, it was during that time where I was like, uh, realizing my sexuality. And so all of that is mixed in. So I was, I was a horribly depressed, uh, uh, middle school kid in, in that time. Um, and it was the, those Narnia books. So that kind of like, uh, those uh, fantasy worlds that kind of like help me to process those moments. And the, the reason why uh, the Narnia book stuck out is uh, with C.S. Lewis, joy is his main thing. Like he he uh, talks about joy nonstop. And in those books, he expertly has uh, scenes of joy. And those scenes always stick into my mind because even though they're they're fictional, I'm just like, there has to be moments of joy like that. Like the, they're like, I haven't experienced it, but I I don't know. I'm convinced that they exist. <laughs> like, so it's like this sort of like hopefulness or expectation that at some point, uh, those moments that, um, exist in those books will actually happen in my own life. And it's, uh, and I'm, I'm sure Lewis that that was part of his intention with it like that. Uh, um, those, those books are somewhat thin on plot, but overflowing with incredible joy that you don't really see matched in any other, uh, piece of literature. So it's, uh, yeah. So I, and, and books in general, if, if I'm ever feeling down, I just read a book. So it's, that's, that's got my relationship with joy. I find joy in, in literature. That's so good. It, you would bring up books for joy. That's amazing. You're still on brand right now. You didn't bring up whiskey yet, but maybe that's coming. <laughs> joy, I, joy I don't think whiskey is a, <laughs> it's alcohol and joy is, is a, a complicated is thing. Complicated. If you want to go into we'll complexity. Have, we'll have another episode. We'll have another episode. <laughs> um, wouldn't you say though, Will Cooper, that discovering your other brothers was like falling into a wardrobe of sorts, like this, this portal to another world. Isn't that an apt metaphor? Yeah, stumbling, stumbling on that blog about male nudity was like walking into a wardrobe, and it was one day. My life has been one changed. day in paradise. You can go to C.S. Lewis and tell about your wardrobe story, <laughs> or or me going into the closet. Is oh. that like a, a wardrobe? Yeah. Or like well, you mentioned the closet. You mentioned that, yeah, like being middle school, and I think that's worth talking about for sure because I think. Um, you know, there are plenty of stories in our community that, you know, when we like came when we came of age and we started to understand or put words or start to like figure out our sexuality or that we were different from the other boys or however you did it, whether you were in middle school or college or or, you know, the kids these days on TikTok, they're they're figuring this out when they're like seven years old, eight years old now. But like for me, I was I was 19 when when I started to put language to it. And so um not a joyful time, uh, very sorrowful, very despairing, very uh, negative, I would say. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if, if if you guys have more that you want to say about about your relationship to, um, yeah, coming coming to grips with your sexuality and and the journey that that's been of like like is there joy? Is there joy to be found in your sexuality as of today? 
and certainly compared to like when you started to first put language to it? Well, what Ryan mentioned earlier uh, at the beginning of this episode on like uh, relating joy to our sexuality, uh, that's that concept has only come to or I've only thought about in the past few years, because I would not relate my sexuality to moments of joy whatsoever. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, there's always so much shame, um, rejection, just uh, so much baggage related to my sexuality that there is no way that I could associate joy with it. And this is like one thing that I think we could really learn quite a bit from the the non-christian uh lgbtq community is they emphasize a sort of joyous uh atmosphere um mm-hmm. and uh where their joy is rooted like maybe different from from us but it's like there's a um there's a, a sort of joy in their sexuality so it's like trying to figure out like what does that mean for the christian especially when there's so much baggage tied uh to it and um, trying to trying to live within that joy that's a really interesting thought about the lgbtq community um you could almost call you could almost rename pride month joy month um i think that would be like a very I think that's kind of the underlying um, atmosphere. It seems like um, behind behind Pride Month is that kind of queer joy, like finding joy in who we are. Um, I I was gonna say about um, about sort of coming to terms with our sexuality. I don't think we need to. I, I don't think we. I think, I think it takes some time to find that joy. I think there is a period of mourning. Um, I think we have to give ourselves that space to mourn that maybe our lives that we imagined as we were little kids, like is not gonna look how we thought it's gonna look. Um, we might need to mourn some of the brokenness in our experience of the church and our experience of our families of our communities um i know um i had to mourn i've had to mourn just like the ways that um the ways that a lot of my guy friends just aren't able to um aren't, aren't able to relate to me the way that i want and so I, yeah, I think there is, there is joy, um, at one point or another, but I also think that, yeah, it's, it's good to mourn those things and you don't have to rush through that either. Yeah. 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 What's that? What's that song? There might be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. There's a song. There's like a Christian song or that might be scripture too. That might, is that yes. Scripture? It's, um, <laughs> yes, Lord. I think this name of the song. Yes, Lord. I, yes, I, Lord. I daren't yes, yes, sing Lord. it. <laughs> daren't. <laughs> that word. <laughs> nice contraction. Um, <clears throat> that's an interesting lyric, just even playing, thinking that out. There might be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning, as if joy isn't here now, which which disrupts the notion that we have joy as a Christian perpetually. Like maybe, maybe there are times where joy is gone or it seems gone, but 
Um, but it's a process. And there's, again, hearkening back to hope, I think there's this hope that great joy is coming. Certainly on the other side of, on this on this other side of eternity, but like, I think, I think, I hope in this life as well. Well, and I wonder too, if uh, um, sorrow and joy are deeply related, not so much that they can happen near each other, but like they're connected some somehow it's uh um and i'm hesitant to say that because i don't want to be like like oh to be a joyful person i'm gonna wallow in my melancholiness and uh it's uh i i don't think it's that at all but i think there is a relationship between the two it makes me think of these two bible verses i mentioned earlier um i it occurred to me as we were talking this kind of interesting juxtaposition of like joy and sorrow in Jesus um this morning as as part of a um like group group devotional I'm doing we're reading Mark and we read part of Mark 14 this morning where Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane and he's kind of distraught and um dreading dreading the cross right and and he's um he's he's crying and he's praying that um that the cup that the cup could pass from him so to speak um and that's not really a joyful moment for him but one of my favorite verses in the bible is uh in hebrews the author's talking about jesus because that's what hebrews is all about but the author says um it's for the joy set before him that he endured the cross uh, and if, if I were a pastor like Will, I'd be able to tell you the rest of that verse. But that this is the important part. Um, it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. Um, and what what I love about that verse is that um, you can sort of extend that to, well, I'm I'm the joy set before him for for which he enjoyed, endured the cross. You know, Tom and Will are the joy set before him for which he endured the cross. And um, so like, yeah, there's, there's like this moment for Jesus where joy is really complicated. Um, the cross being crucified sucks being, being betrayed by his closest friends is awful. Um, he's really wishing it wouldn't have to happen. Um, but he is, but, but it's, a. Uh, it's it's something that, um, that he attains joy in eventually, I guess. Um, and so when, you know, when, when joy is so complicated for Jesus, it's okay if it's complicated for us as well. Yeah, that's so good. And I love, I love how in each of these, we can look to, to Jesus, um, exemplifying these values, um, as, as Jesus does. Like, and I think, you know, I was, I was thinking about that verse where he like, isn't there a verse again, Pastor Will, you're here for, for scriptural, uh, the scriptural, just, uh, what's the word? authority <laughs> can i say that um but yeah but like the part where jesus is looking out over the city i don't know if it's on a hill or whatever but he's looking out over the city and he's just kind of um talking about like a state of mourning or a state of sorrow of wanting to like gather the city underneath his wing like a mother hen um which is such an intimate interesting use of language for that but just and you see it you know weeping over lazarus and and ex experiencing human pain and and the fact that yes he had 
ultimate joy as as the son of the father of the beloved and and the moment of his baptism and and be, hearing the words that his father is well pleasing him i mean there's so much joy and then there's so much sorrow as well and i think i love how you said that Ryan. like to get for jesus to experience the gamut both sides of of joy and sorrow i think is is unbelievable permission for anyone in a place of sorrow today um that you're not flawed or if you feel depressed or if you're um, like, thank you, Ryan, for sharing about going on medication for depression. Like, um, this is all, this is all part of the, the story that we're in and that we're all walking on. And hopefully we can all be a support to one another. Like, again, that's my favorite part about being in community. I think is that when I'm down, um, you know, other people can help me, help me just remind me of who I am and the joy that we have as believers, as brothers, as siblings in this faith. Like, I think that's a, it's a beautiful, powerful, game-changing part of my story as it intertwines with sexuality. Cause I don't know about you guys. I don't think I could be doing this without a community like your other brothers. I don't know. Maybe I would have found somewhere else on the internet or in real life IRL somewhere, but like, um, but I know for me, like it's, it's a necessity. Like I need other, other people who just get it and you don't have to dance around language and you can just, you know, goes back to that comfortability piece, that vulnerability piece. Like it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge part of my journey with joy and sorrow because, um, Cause yeah, when I, when I came out to myself and wrote that in a journal entry, it was filled. The, I opened it up a couple years ago. The pages are still crinkled with tears. Like I can see the tear marks on those pages as I was writing about this, this homosexuality in my life <laughs> or however I verbalized it at the time. It was uh, it was, it was a trip. You guys, it was a trip. Um, thanks to the yabber who submitted feedback. You're an all-star. You're an all-star, Mr. Yabber. Um, let me read what he had to say about joy. And then if Ryan will have any thoughts or any closing thoughts, we'll, we'll start to finish out this episode. Um, love the Yabber feedback. It's awesome. It's been really, really superior the last five or six episodes. Really grateful for it. Um, here's what our Yabber had to say about joy. Joy was the last thing I ever expected to experience related to my sexuality. Shame, temptation, frustration, failure, fear, those instead were the words that described my experience with same-sex attraction for most of my life. But a few years ago, when I finally gave up, came out to myself, and embraced my same-sex attraction instead of running from it, I was in for a huge surprise. That surprise was joy. Floods of it. And it wasn't joy that came because of anything I did or didn't do. I felt joy because for the first time ever, I realized God loved me exactly as I was, and that my being gay was not an obstacle to my relationship with him, or his good work in me. In fact, it seemed the opposite. I felt joy in the fact I no longer had to hide a part of myself from God or myself. And I felt new joy in things I'd never let myself feel joy in before because they didn't fit typical masculine roles like my sensitivity, my artistic bent, playing the organ and making emotional connections with other men. The joy I've experienced in all these ways has stayed with me ever since coming out to myself, which I think is a pretty clear indication that God continues to work and bear the fruit of his spirit within me. When I experience sorrow, it's mostly for those who continue to walk in fear around the issue of homosexuality. Yes, I am sorrowful for those who have chosen license to sin in place of freedom from sin, but even more, I am sorrowful for same-sex attracted folks who suffer from self-condemnation and have never found a place of contentment and joy. And I'm sorrowful for the many Christians who are so afraid of gay people that they lash out against us even when we're doing our best to live according to scripture. 
their judgment and lack of loving behavior towards us is sin too. Sin that is unrepentant in a way that's still erroneously lauded in far too many Christian circles. In response to that persecution, I can only take up my cross and walk in the footsteps of Jesus, who was persecuted far more than I have been, and there I find redemption in my sorrow. But man, it's tough sometimes. That was so great. I'm, I'm, I, I love this yabber. He's been around for years now, and I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to turn the gears on getting him to write a blog <laughs> for your other brother. So, so everyone listening. Oh, nothing like public pressure. <laughs> public peer pressure. We'll, we'll have a talk about this. Meet me in my office. <laughs> but yeah, oh my gosh. So good. I mean, so good to be able to like not live in self-condemnation and I don't know, just have a, I get the sense that it just like, and it looks different for everybody as far as what language you use or how you identify and all that stuff. But like, I don't know, to reach a place where you don't hate this part of you and that it can actually be life-giving um, and that God wants to use all of you, not just parts of you. Like, I, I don't know, there's so much, so much joy that just came across in that statement that I can relate with too. I have a quick question I would enjoy y'all's input on. Is joy masculine? Oh, man. My answer to that is, are we men? If so, then it is. <laughs> I Yeah, I kind of meant like culturally. Um, like, do, do, do you feel joy and feel like it's out of place in like cultural masculinity? Yeah, I, I was being kind of, kind of sassy there. Uh, I, <laughs> sassy will. Yeah, once in a while. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a really, a really good point because I think a lot of men, it's like masculinity is related to like hiding our feelings, uh, mm. like being more like stoic people. And so like joy is not that like a joy is very expressive and and so i i wonder i wonder if that does break some of the masculine norms set by our society uh just because of how expressive it is it seems like there are like uh there's a narrow set of conditions under which like masculine men are allowed to express joy and it's like when your team wins a sports game and maybe when you get married and i'm struggling to think of others yeah 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 that's so true sports games we're just around the time of super bowl as this is happening there's gonna be a lot of joy that happens for men in this in this thing will you don't know what that is wait the super bowl is around <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bypass that yeah but i think canadian super bowl is a few weeks ago <laughs> canadian super bowl you missed it, Will. Wait, did I? I missed that too. I. Oh you man, two. you missed I'm, two Super Bowls. I'm really bad with sports. <laughs> mm, it's okay. It's okay. You can take joy in other things, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's so that's so right. Like we're there's this like brief little window where men can be joyful, and I think the other. I was trying to think of like what's other language that you could dress up joy in the greater culture for men. It's like being having a productive job or a job that pays well. So it's like being successful. It's like dressing up joy, I think, in more like, like what's a man supposed to do? He's supposed to make money or he's supposed to work out and be hot or I don't know. Like there are other things that that you might like dress up that joy in and being 
being uh being productive being successful um instead of just being yeah being joyful at, at the at the core of it all i think that's that's such a great thought experiment for for our greater culture i have one more bible story to talk about um Please do. when jesus his first miracle turning water into wine um and and this is at a wedding and um and this water was in like the this the, these ceremonial washing basins um that were used for religious purposes and of course wine is a symbol of joy in the bible and in our spirituality and i ever since it was pointed out to me i've really just loved that symbolism that jesus comes and he takes this water that was meant for the practice of religion and the observance of the law and he turns it into joy and i think that's kind of like what is well that's one thing that i love about christianity is that it's not it's not a religion that's primarily concerned with the the keeping of observances and the law and morality it is um finding that jesus like offers us this transformation of of all of that stuff into joy. You know, I follow Jesus with my sexuality, not because, um, not not primarily because I think it's like the the moral right thing to do, um, or or maybe that's not what I'm trying to say. I guess what I'm trying to say is like the the thing on offer for me as somebody who's following jesus with with his sexuality is not kind of the ceremonial washing water it's a joyful wine um set before me like to use the same language from from hebrews like jesus offers me this joy um in in my spirituality and in following him and and yeah that that's that's what he offers us he offers us something good and not something um and and not something that's sort of just all about the the morality of it the cleanliness of it the purity of it and, and so on it's been said that life's greatest joys are inextricably linked to life's deepest sorrows And I find that to be uncomfortably true in my life. Because it's one thing to have the joy of seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time. The joy of graduating after years of late night papers and 700 question exams. The joy of a particular birthday or vacation or just a really good meal. And I know when I point to some of my life's deepest sorrows, the loss of a childhood dog, a best friend, loss of two grandparents, loss of dear, dear friends. I look to the flip side of those guttural cries, those weepings in my bed, and I recognize the joy (laughs) overflowing in all of those bonds, all of those relationships, relationships that are no longer. And I don't know if it's the same for every single person on this planet, 
if the same thing is true, that life's greatest joys, life's greatest sorrows come through this outlet of relationship. But I know for me, it feels blaringly true, uncomfortably true, because when these relational fixtures turn into fissures, the gaping hole, the shattered glass, the darkness has never felt more palpable. I remember starting Your Other Brothers in the fall of 2015 and the anticipation that went into designing the website and blogging our first posts, having a game plan on social media and setting a launch date. And I remember hitting the button, making the site go live for the very first time and seeing it in all its glory, all of its splendor. And that was a joy unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. I had written a book two years prior and that certainly evoked massive levels of joy, but co-founding this website, a website that wasn't even really a community per se at the start, creating something in collaboration with other people, other brothers, dear friends. It was a joy unparalleled. Nothing in my life before, and I would say nothing in my life since has evoked that same sense of joy, this creation of something from nothing, creating something so very meaningful, something so meaningful then, <laughs> now nearly a decade later to so many other people, men, women, believers around the world, young and old, single and married. For years it felt like my cup truly did overflow. And then as happens with cups and drinks, the vessel went bare. I can't deny that the joy is still there. God was absolutely in our community's creation eight years ago, and he's here with us now. I believe that more than ever. And yet I hold the tension, this tenuous relationship between joy and sorrow, I hold it in my hand. There's some days where I absolutely feel the joy. I feel it in the hurting laughter, the wince in my cheeks as I smile so widely. I feel it in the guttural heaves, the staring off into the distance and remembering something like the good old days or memories of people, precious people that no longer walk alongside me. Where did they go? Will they come back? It feels incomplete. The story doesn't feel finished yet. It's hard to stay joyful when the story doesn't feel correct. A longing for resolution that just won't come. It seems that our other brother Henry Nowen had a lot to say about all of our values. His words of joy and sorrow seem to hit me in that supernatural way that certain people's words do. I've certainly felt it time and again with Nowen and 
some of my other favorite authors and I pray these words land, resonate, find a tender home with you. Nowen says this, when we are crushed like grapes, we cannot think of the wine we will become. The sorrow overwhelms us, makes us throw ourselves on the ground, face down, and sweat drops of blood. Then we need to be reminded that our cup of sorrow is also our cup of joy, and that one day we will be able to taste the joy as fully as we now taste the sorrow. And so, fellow sparrows, in the overflow and in the empty, in the crushing, may we ever strive to follow our Savior's lead, just as Jesus took the cup from his Father, endured the rejection and heartache and all manners of suffering for the joy his Father set before him. May we too take our own cups with courage and follow this road for as many days and pages as we are given. May we be a brotherhood, a people, a family, discovering centuries hidden treasure in a field, gladly selling and sacrificing everything to buy this field, a field of rolling vineyards and the coming kingdom. Come, let us gather around the table in this field. Let us each be an image bearing reminder to one another. Let us taste and see that the Lord, he is good now and forevermore. Wow, guys, I feel really joyful. Is that a joyful noise I'm hearing from the city of Oaks? I can hear it from here. It's resounding through the Blue Ridge. It's coming from the city of Oaks. And it might even reach the frozen tundra if Will looks out for it. Listen. Or it might be a moose outside your window, Will. I'm not sure. One of those. But that could be a source of joy, too. You know, moose noises, I guess they can be joyful. A joyful moose noise. Um, if our listeners have a joyful moose noise to deliver, please go to our blog. Tell us a story. Yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. And anyone who wants to share a joyful moose noise um, in the voicemail, yeah, uh, Tom can share the number for that. <laughs> there we go. We always need more natural segues to like promote the, the voicemail. That's a great one. If you have a, if a, joy, a joyful moose noise or you want to give a joyful noise in general, um, call the Yab line. We would love to hear your joyful noise and play it on the show. And I will use that moose noise to try to like call other moose in the area. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm there. really intrigued. Yeah. To hear more moose come across your window keep us posted on the moose up there um but as for our joy stories as for our joy stories yeah go to go to our podcast episode page look for episode 103 about joy and tell us a story about yeah coming coming to terms or coming to grips with your sexuality how that's interplayed with your your relationship with joy um yeah i don't know tell us tell us a joyful story or a place of sorrow um, related to this as well um we'll we'd love to hear love to hear your story and um and thank you chalices 
for sponsoring this episode, for holding all that wine. You know, it's we had two chalices at this retreat. We might have three next year. Who knows? <laughs> more chalices, more chalices on the way. Love a nice chalice, whether you fill it with wine or whiskey or whatever, whatever liquid you partake. Um, it's full of joy. Ryan and Will, I think this was fun. This was fun to have you two on the show for the first time together. Um, just us three. It was a joyful occasion. I really did enjoy it. I hope our listeners did as well. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Next time, everybody, we are we are crossing. We're it's the hump day, the hump day of the values. We're gonna talk about vulnerability. I'm so excited to talk about vulnerability. Um, with the other guys who this is again a little teaser, the other guys who have also never been on a podcast together in our next episode. So stay tuned for that. We're just experimenting. You know, we've done 100 episodes now. We're experimenting out the wazoo now. We're just changing it, changing it all up. So so stay tuned for vulnerability next. That's going to be a really great episode. Um, vulnerability, that is, um, you know, if we're looking for obvious ones, I, it feels like that's about as obvious as you can get with our, <laughs> with our little community. It's like maybe to a detriment, like, whoa, those guys are vulnerable. So we're going to talk all about that, the pros, the cons, all the nuances, all the fun little ins and outs of vulnerability, and looking forward to that. Uh, I think that's all, though, for for today, for this episode of the Yopcast. For all your other brothers, this is Tom. This is Ryan. And this is Will. Reminding you that you are not alone, even the sparrow finds a home. See you next time, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009. You can also email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com or write to us at Your Other Brothers, PO Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. If you enjoy our show, consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. Finally, if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community-building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks like bonus podcast content, regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash Your Other Bros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.